0: So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting Bluehost.com. That's Bluehost.com. The pharmacy is now open.
1: Yo, what is up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of VGRX, your weekly dose of video game news, knowledge, and know how. Know how. Thank you. I appreciate that. And yeah, some trivia here, I guess. Sometimes, not every week, but this week. This week. For sure. Specifically, we we do have trivia. Um, I am one of your hosts, Scott, and this one over here, who me is Britain. That's me. Hi, that's that's Britain. Glad to be here. And over here is Zach. Oh wait.
2: Can you make a cricket sound? I know. Well? Uh, <laughs> I don't, that's, okay, that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> did you like that?
1: <laughs> not really. Zach is unfortunately uh, sick. He didn't want to cough and sneeze into the mic, and frankly, I don't blame him because the only thing I can imagine seeing is him like sneezing and coughing directly into the mic, <laughs> and then just like snot, like cartoonishly coming off of the Gross. microphone and from lot, his face. A lot of
2: people use these mics. Yeah. yeah so good. I
1: mean, I'm sure it's not the first time. That's probably yeah. how he got sick. That's why you know? I'm trying to keep my distance. Here. Ooh, yeah i <laughs> wouldn't i wouldn't put your your lips on that yeah don't go i wasn't that. planning on it thanks okay. for the advice <laughs> yeah no problem that's what i'm here for
2: hey zach if you're listening I yes. love you man he Feel is better he
1: is 100% listening eat some chicken soup yeah and, s- and thanks for getting this uploaded on time eat, eat some chicken strips
2: oh wait when you're sick yeah Any, well, anything mean, goes
1: anything what's what's it gonna do to you uh, they're gonna make you, make you sick. more sick possibly don't get bad chicken strips. I don't know what you always tell you.
2: <laughs> Deep fried food when you're sick just probably isn't the greatest idea. Is really? All,
1: is all I'm saying. Man, dude, I just shove food in my hole when I when, mm. I, when I get hungry <clears> and I'm sick.
2: So did we have a trivia <laughs> we, last week? We did have trivia. Let's do we that. Did, we did have <laughs> Instead trivia. Instead of
1: whatever it is we're doing, right? <laughs> we, were, <laughs> we were talking about Pokemon. Yeah. Um, fun fact before I start off this question. Ooh, you okay. know last week how we were talking how are they going to do like a 24-hour live stream for the whole Pokemon thing? Yes. I found out what it was. It yeah, me too. It's it, actually on the dock. Yeah. Oh, do it want, is? Do you want to save it and talk about it a little okay, bit? Okay, yeah. We'll talk about it later. Okay, I, okay. I wasn't sure if it was on the dock. It's I, on here. Okay, cool. We got some deets. It was definitely it was not what I was expecting. <laughs> same, same. Um. So my question was, um, in the Pokemon region, every, uh, every different region is based on a real-life location. And my question was, what was the Kanto region based off of? <laughs> I don't know what you
2: said, and uh, I don't know. Zach and I were over here racking our brains, you, you thinking like, were, "What,
1: what cities or
2: regions, areas of Japan can we even name? Yeah, let alone make an association with this yeah. Pokemon game?" Yeah. I think I said
1: Hokkaido. Yeah, this is a trick question because <laughs> it's a funny. <laughs> and answer. You, and yeah, and you looked it up, and you're like, I "Wow, I can't <laughs> believe this." Um, the Kanto region is based off the Kanto region <laughs> in Japan. There's literally a region in Japan called the Kanto region. Very creative, you guys. So, <laughs> Just so you all know, the first region of Pokemon is based entirely off of the actual named location. Trick in Japan. question. You Trick trolled question. us. Yeah, I did. It's fun, though. I thought it was good. <laughs> I, I, like I said, I, I could have said some some other ones because um, like, um the Inova and Alolo region are based in the U.S., and then, oh, well, sorry, that was my phone. Hawaii. And then Hawaii, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Which and is then the US. Gala region is obviously in the United Kingdom.
2: Right. So, Okay. That's fun.
1: I like how they're branching out. I think it's cool.
2: They kind of are. I mean, they've, we were just talking a little while ago. They've done, they've done France before mm-hmm. with Pokemon mm-hmm. something, X and Y. So they've done European locales before. Yeah. But, but I
1: think that's cool. Yeah, totally. But they're probably also running out of places in Japan. That's true. Because they've already had five in Japan. Oh, I I seriously? Can tell you, yeah, yeah. That's most of the series history. Let's see. Uh, Sino, Kanto, Johto, Hoenn, and um, the Sivian Isles. Mm-hmm. So. How about like Australia or something?
2: Ooh. Or New Zealand. Ooh. There's options, man. I would say Australia.
1: Africa? I would say Mm. could do Egypt or something like that. <laughs> you're, you're starting to stray a little bit. I'm you, just saying. You had lot... me with Australia or, and New Zealand.
2: somewhere in South America,
1: like Brazil. What about Sweden?
2: <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. <gasps> Russia. You could meet the... Um, <laughs> The local YouTube sensation PewDiePie. Yeah. In he that could be there. Yeah.
1: That'd be fun. I just you just see this like sprite with these headphones and chair. <laughs> yeah. He just flies <laughs> back in his back chair. In his chair. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's uh, good meme. Good meme. Thanks, man. Yeah, no problem. Wait, That's it was your meme. Love. Good job. Oh, good meme, good meme. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Pat yourself hey. on the back. Hey. What do you want to talk about today?
2: Well, quick before we get going, yes. we have a little announcement to make. Okay. We're excited about it. Little it Okay. Yeah, big. Yeah, big announcement. Big it. for us, anyway. Big an n- Maybe less so for our, visit- or our visitors. Our visitors? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Dude, doors open. Doors open, you yeah. guys. Come, Whenever you come want. on down. <laughs> um, we have officially joined a brand new podcast network. It's called the HPVG Podcast Network. Yes. And it's what a collection of video game podcasts. Mm hmm um there's a lot of cool shows you can go on there and check out and we are now one of them so you're gonna probably start to hear some promos here and there for other shows on the network so don't be on our show don't be alarmed be prepared for that and then
1: uh, there's also going to be a few ads associated with that. So
2: mm-hmm. we're excited about it. It should be cool. It's an opportunity for us to
1: hopefully grow our listener base a little bit. That's yep. always the goal. But don't worry. You can still catch us on nwccradio.com. Absolutely. Still check us out on iTunes. We'll still be on YouTube. All the social meets. Right. This is just something we are adding on to it. Sure. Um, so... We we can get our voices out to more earholes. That's in the always world. the goal. Yeah. To get our voices out to more earholes. Exactly. I couldn't have said it better myself. <coughs> I mean, how could you say say it any better? I couldn't and I wouldn't even try. <laughs> wow. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. Yep. That means yep. a lot to me. Well, with that little uh tiz bit of information, just just a little, a something, little, something. Bit, a little something, something, something. Yep. We, uh, we will move on to actual news. Well, you already touched on something on the doc. Let's just start there. That, that, that sword silly and sword and shield yes, live stream. the sword and that shield live stream. It was <laughs> It was very odd. Last
2: week when we brought it up on the show, we were like, how do you do 24 hours?
1: We were thinking like, logistic, like logistics. Uh, we were thinking like legitimately like someone in front of a camera for 24 right. hours. Right. I'm like, imagining developers like streamer or playing like that. the game, yeah. talking about it. For 24 hours? <laughs> it wasn't not, that. It wasn't that, not that at really all. we expected <laughs> So all. what was that? <laughs> Basically, the best way I could put it would be like a nature camera. Yeah, Where they set up a camera out in nature and watch animals do their thing without any interruption.
2: They even had a little backstory to go with it. One of the professor's assistants was supposedly running an experiment and she had this camera set up out in the wilderness. Yep so to try to capture some footage of wild pokemon
1: so we saw a bunch of different pokemon i got oh, well,
2: a i got a little list here of some of the stuff that appeared um these weren't even always all on camera sometimes you just heard like the the, the sound prize. that they make mm-hmm. or saw like a tail or an ear flash by and sometimes stuff was just teased and it sort of culminated with Kind of the the, the announcement that was being made
1: with this whole thing, yeah,
2: a twenty four hour video announcement. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you want to run through what was in this? Do you sure. See it? Here,
1: okay. Sure. Okay. Oh, you want me to do yeah, it? Do it. You're oh, the okay. Pokemon guy. Uh, well, I can promise you, I won't be able to. Did, did you that watch me. like a little recap video mm-hmm. with just a couple of them? I actually didn't know that there was all these Pokemon. So, Pikachu, yeah. Morlu, uh, was it Phantom? Do you not know these Pokemon? No, I don't. Interesting. Yeah. You play them all though, don't you? Look, man, just because you play all you the games track of does all not mean that, that you know all 800 Pokemon okay. by their names. 900. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, swir- it, was it Swirlix? <clears throat> uh Impidimp. Uh-huh. Uh, cottony. Um, what is this one? She nodded. Oh, that's the Raven one. Oh, okay. And then it all, uh, it all basically culminated to Ponyta.
2: A reveal of a region-specific version yes. of a Pokemon.
1: Yeah, which I thought was it's really a little weird. anticlimactic. So we got uh, uh, the Galar version of Ponyta. It looks really cool. I'm really digging it the has design c- of it. Cotton candy mane and tail. <sighs> it does, <laughs> but it's a Psychic type. What's wrong with that? Nothing's wrong with that. Okay. But why wasn't it a Fairy type? Weezing's a fairy type. It's in this like
2: glimmering <coughs>
1: glowy. It's a unicorn forest. basically.
2: It would totally fit. It would it totally was, fit. Yeah.
1: But they have Weezing as a fairy type, but not Ponyta. Interesting. So, hey, they can do it. I don't think they showed Rapidash. So, um, I be- they didn't show it in the stream, but I think uh images have come out since of okay. the Rapidash version of it. So, too. um yeah, they 24 hours to make a live stream for one pokemon announcement but it's not it's not just one pokemon uh-huh. the you can only get this pokemon in shield version oh yeah so it's not j- it's like just a-, a pokemon it's a pokemon that you can only get in one game and yeah. not the other wow that's quite so, a way to, to announce something like that. Yeah. <laughs> quite an elaborate
2: way to announce something mm-hmm. like that. Like I think it's cool that they did it. One other that way. I want. Yeah, it's it's a unique way to do it. If it nothing is, else. Yeah. One other takeaway from the video, I suppose, though, is that some of these were being some of these older Pokemon were being confirmed for Galar for the first time, the Galar region. Yeah. Which is a thing now because as we've heard. Uh, The Galar region has its own PokeDEX, Mm -hmm. and a lot of old Pokemon won't be there. Mm -hmm. So maybe if one of these was your favorite and you saw it on this list, you'd be psyched about it. Uh,
1: well, none of them are my favorite. Okay, right on. Hey, who's? who's I mean, a lot. A lot of these ones are newer Pokemon, like the Impidim. Yeah, I haven't
2: heard of the vast majority
1: of these. So,
2: who's your favorite Pokemon?
1: Like of all time? Yeah, Ampharos. Oh, okay, cool. One hundred percent Ampharos. Right on. He was one.
2: He was one of my team in uh, X.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mega Ampharos is pretty dope too. So yeah, I, I, uh, yeah. I like both versions. I like Mega Ampharos probably the the best out of like everything. But if I had to go with just a normal Pokemon and be Ampharos, I'm for more sure. of a
2: Mareep man myself.
1: Well, here's <laughs> the thing: is <coughs> I know they have like their own version of a sheep in the Galar region. Oh so. right, so maybe you won't get Ampharos this time around. we'll see. That'd be sad. Maybe they'll have like a maybe they'll have like a sh- like a shepherd pasture, you uh-huh. know. Sure. It's England, so yeah. they could do it. Okay. And then There's, have like Mareeps. You're, you're and, reaching. Yeah. Look, <laughs> man. Maybe? Look, I got to grasp for straws where I can. As long as Geodude shows up, I'm happy.
2: But I'm I'm not even going to hold my breath for that. You got to have Geodude. You know, I think they do. You know the best Pokemon?
1: Geodude? <laughs> uh-huh. I can tell you who I ran away from. By best, I, I don't
2: mean most <laughs> capable fighter. Oh, okay, mean, got it. Coolest.
1: <laughs> the I did like the Alola region of of G O D. Ah, uh, he's
2: got like weird studs in his head. Yeah, it's a little funky. I don't the,
1: know. I love the um, the Golem version. Yeah, he's got this big like electric pincher on top of his head. He's, he's pretty a, cool. He's an electric rock. Like you can't get more of a weird typing. Yeah, that's pretty bizarre. So. <coughs>
2: Sorry, I keep coughing. That's enough about Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, here, we talk about Pokemon way too much. You
1: talk. I'm going to quickly grab a water. I should Why would it. I do that? Because I'm okay. not there to talk with you. Okay. I, just, I need
2: a water. So, so I'm going give, to give people a little heads up as to what a few of the topics we will be touching on today. Give, yeah. give us a little rundown. We're going to talk about PlayStation 5 a little bit, which mm-hmm. is exciting. A um, little Red Dead talk. We've got a I can't do the sound bite, so I can't even really say this. I'll let you do it later, but we got a Reggie Watch, which is very exciting. <laughs> that that was a teaser for the what's to come, the the sound bite to come. Yes. That's always fun. Um interesting Fortnite uh lawsuit happening, which I think is worth talking about. It's uh-huh. a little little bizarre, a little out there. Um let's just leave it at that. We'll jump mm-hmm. into this list and start going through some stuff.
1: Those are the big thing. uh I feel like we 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 should talk about Jack Kirby or John Kirby too. Oh, we will
2: for sure. Right, for cool. sure. I'm just hitting some highlights. Yep. Um, do you want to start with the big thing, which is PlayStation? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, cool. We'll jump in talking about PlayStation 5, which we can actually say
1: now is called PlayStation 5. Yeah. It's Ooh, so exciting. <laughs> like we didn't see that coming. <laughs> I wonder what Xbox is going to come out. The Xbox One, Two, Three Switch. <laughs> ABC One, Two, Three. Yeah.
2: It's easy as One, Two, Three. Yeah. The Jackson Five version.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the Jackson Five box.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, let's. Yeah, we'll we'll find out about that soon. Yeah. Um, PlayStation Five. There was a blog post this week on the PlayStation blog, the official PlayStation blog, and then also an interview appeared with Mark Cerny, the architect behind PlayStation, in uh, Wired magazine, and some new information about the PlayStation Five came out of those two sources this week. Mm-hmm. So uh, it is called the PlayStation Five officially. Not surprising. Um, it's coming out holiday of 2020, which I feel like we actually heard something to that effect before. That's the really la- long, though. The last time they talked about this was back in April, and mm-hmm. we kind of got the first details on the system back then. But they, uh, they narrowed down, I guess, that release window now to holiday 2020. So you think that's pretty far out? It's only a year out. away, man.
1: Yeah, I know. No, what do you far. expect? I don't know. <laughs> I'll Sooner. tell you what I'll tell you what I didn't they, expect. They always
2: hit holidays, you know that. And I mean, it's obviously not happening this year. So. Have you
1: seen the images of like the how of what it looks like? It,
2: those are like from patent filings okay. or something like that. I don't know if any of those know. are even some remotely of, official. Some
1: of them look pretty They're weird looking.
2: Yeah. One they them remind looks me like of like a disk like changer or something like that.
1: A dip in it. Uh huh. And the thing the first thing I thought of, I was like, oh Look, it's the PlayStation 5, the Borderlands edition. Oh, sure. Kind of like that the, logo. The symbol in, in the middle of it is the Borderlands symbol. Yeah. So
2: Coincidence, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm sure.
2: Uh, so, okay. So, here's some of the <laughs> other details that came out of this. Yeah. Um, they talked a lot about the controller. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the controller is something that they've put a lot of thought into this time around, which... If you think back to the the history of PlayStation's controllers, mm-hmm. they've always just been pretty darn straightforward. Mm-hmm. I guess they got a little more creative last time around with the light bar, <laughs> that that silly light that's on the back of the controller that yeah. can change colors. Uh-huh. And they had a couple, like, well, I it guess, a no- novel. had too. Oh, there's that too. Yeah. Okay, so there's a little bit of a history, recent history with getting creative with the controller. But I don't think any of that really worked out. No. The stuff they did with the PS4 controller. Like, I can think of a handful of games that even use that touchpad, let alone did something cool with them. Mm -hmm. And all that light bar did was drain the battery. Yeah. Like, insanely fast. A typical controller should have, like, at least a 20-hour battery life. That one had, like, five, maybe, because of that light bar. And you couldn't turn it off. Which was silly so you're so just stuck with hopefully it. that's gone this time around. They didn't say, but I'm, I'm going to assume um, they're doing uh, what they're calling haptic feedback in this controller. Uh-huh. I don't know how that works with just a controller in your hand, mm. but um, basically it's replacing Rumble and it's going to be able to simulate a wider variety of uh, feedback in your hands. Mm-hmm. So the couple examples they gave is uh, a car crash Uh versus a tackle in a football game are going to feel dramatically different. Uh It's not just this one shakes, that one shakes, you know. It's going to feel different in your hands. I don't know what that feels like. It's something you're going to have to get hands on with.
1: And mud. And and then uh, (laughs)
2: they also said running through a field. Uh They called these textures, like... uh, textures you can feel running through a field of grass is going to feel different than slogging through mud got it and those are all going to be things that you'll feel feedback for what in about ice in
1: my hand <laughs> i knew you were gonna <laughs> go there. I, was, I was hoping you would go there uh yeah doesn't this sound vaguely familiar yeah it does, does it sound like something else we heard it about sounds recently? Like something called hd rumble that barely gets used it really does yeah.
2: so i'm wondering if It'll be a similar thing where they kind of made a big deal of it, sounded interesting and novel, and then no developers just didn't really take advantage of it. Uh.
1: Very well possible. I mean, why would you? Like, if you're if you're making a game, mm-hmm. the last thing you're gonna think about is how can we make this new enhanced controller feel like you're slogging through mud?
2: <laughs> what about running through a field of grass? Though, or that, that through actually a field of grass. that actually sounds. So nice. we'll, <laughs> you, we'll
1: use like a we'll use. Um, Gears, as an example, Mm -hmm. like Gears. You're running through all different kinds of terrain. Sure. So do you think they would take the time to specifically map out rumble points for everything you're running through in that game? Probably not. Well,
2: (laughs) first-party stuff, I kind of do, because they're going to want to sell people on the hardware. So, like, A New God of War, for example, they'll probably almost insist that that stuff gets incorporated. It'll chop off
1: your hands if you do something. Yeah,
2: (laughs) That's some HD rumble. Yeah, that's some (laughs) HD rumble.
1: Um, It'll rumble so fast your hands just fall off. I
2: I don't want this system. (laughs) It doesn't sound very good anymore. I want the PlayStation 6 (laughs) now. Uh, Another thing that's going along hand-in-hand with that uh, haptic feedback is um, adaptive triggers. They're calling them adaptive triggers. So Mm -hmm. L2 and R2 are now going to basically give you resistance feedback as you push them. And uh, they talked a bit about how that paired with the HD rumble is going <coughs> to give you a completely new and unique sensation in your hands while you're playing certain Wasn't games. Wasn't
1: there another controller that did that too?
2: Um, I, w- I, I, I want to I say think of.
1: Xbox, but I don't think it was.
2: I mean, they've always had like a range of motion. Mm -hmm. They're analog versus digital, so there's a range on them. You can slowly accelerate a a vehicle, for instance, but they're actually going to push back and resist your your touch depending on the context Mm -hmm. of the game, what's going on in the game. Got it. Examples they gave on this are drawing a bowstring. Uh You'll feel the tension of the bowstring as you draw. Or uh, acceleration in a vehicle. You're going to feel some resistance and some rumble to... Simulate what that would actually feel like pressing down on that pedal. That would
1: be cool. Yeah. That is cool.
2: So it's all it's all part of the same uh, package that's mm-hmm. going to make kind of feeling the controller a
1: different experience this time around. The only thing I can think of is you've seen like a rumble pack in a controller or something like that, right? Yeah. Okay. So when I see this, I only imagine like six different rumblers like stacked on top of each other, like <laughs> getting little to gradually bigger. Yeah. And then all like running at different times simultaneously.
2: I have no idea what it, what this thing would look like on the inside. Have you ever seen a controller opened up? Yeah. They're pretty empty.
1: Yeah, it's not too much to so it. So there's
2: room for junk like this in there, I guess. Yeah. And it could be cool. <sighs> but again, I do think it's something developers are going to uh, either make succeed or fail. Mm. If the developers are on board and do cool stuff with it, it'll it'll be maybe an advent in gaming. But if if they don't take advantage of it, it's just gonna yeah.
1: sit <laughs> like other tech we've seen. Yeah, I never I never hear anything about like the HD Rumble in the Switch ever. Yeah, I heard about the ice cubes and that was it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> classic that was it
2: uh you played one two switch right did it do anything cool with that (laughs) because i I don't think i've played any games on
1: switch that made me say wow that's unique i i've never if if i did i never thought about it yeah i didn't i didn't think wow man this hd rumble so good it just
2: feels like varying degrees of rumble Mm -hmm. and maybe in different parts of the controller but Mm -hmm. it all just still felt like rumble to me so this this would have to be doing something pretty unique to stand out from that we'll see
1: We'll see. We see. We'll get our hands on with it someday. Let's talk specs.
2: Um, I don't have specs. Well, that, I kind of have specs. kind of have specs. A little bit. So, yeah, Mark Cerny, in the interview with Wired, um, went over some... I guess kind of clarified some points that he made in the interview that came back out back in April. Mm-hmm. Um, he talked about ray tracing again. And I guess they got a lot of negative feedback when they first announced this back in April because people were assuming that the ray tracing would be done at a software level, mm-hmm. which puts a lot of uh, tax on the hardware. But he wanted to uh, put those fears to bed and assure everyone that the ray tracing actually is being done at a hardware level. So they are building the processor with ray tracing in mind. So wow. it's not going to put extra stress on the hardware, or on, the, on the CPU, GPU, to do this stuff because it's built with that in mind.
1: Those are some good words you just used. I guess, yeah. <laughs> I mean,
2: this is pretty technical for it. me too. So, um, He talked again about how efficient the the hard drive is going to be. It's a solid state drive. They're still not talking size of the hard drive, which mm. is, is a little concerning. It's got to be a big hard drive because we are installing games again.
1: I'd be very surprised if it wasn't at least a terabyte.
2: Yeah, it's got to be, right? Yeah. But yeah, he was talking mm. again, and he kind of just reiterated stuff he said before, how... Um, uh, solid state is the way that it needs to be going forward. We're not going to have a platter with a, a head seeking points on this drive because it takes milliseconds, which doesn't sound like much for the head to find data on the drive, but those milliseconds add up. Because every single thing that's being um, found and loaded into the game is being sought out on the drive. So yeah, solid state, He he's really uh, talking about how that's going to be the future of, of, really fast and streamlined loading of games.
1: Mm. And that was something I was talking about, is that, that? a terabyte of um, Solstice Drive is not cheap. Yeah. So if they're going to be de- designing their own version of it, I can tell you a terabyte... I don't uh, think it's outrageously expensive anymore, like it used to be. It's but about two hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. This Which is going to be pricey. We've talked about this before. How it's going to be? It's going to make this system pretty darn expensive. Yeah. With so, all this tech. To, in to put it. It
1: in perspective, uh, a three terabyte hard drive hard drive is about one hundred and fifty bucks. Okay. Yeah. So a terabyte solid state drive is about two hundred ish. And they're, they're
2: going to get wholesale prices, obviously. Yeah, and, yeah, for sure. But and they do have a history. I don't know about PS4, but with the PS3, they out of the gate, they sold that thing at a loss. Mm-hmm. It cost them more to manufacture it than what they were selling it for. Yeah. They could do something like that again if it gets them on top and gets the system out there so people
1: will be buying games. I don't think they're worried about it with the success of the PlayStation 4. I'm sure they've more than made up for their money. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, For sure. We'll see what they do. Um,
2: Blu-ray? Blu-ray, yeah. So, Obviously. Well, they didn't really say that. They said 100 gigabyte optical discs. So, there's a drive mm-hmm. and there's sizable discs that you're going to be able to buy your games on, which mm-hmm. is good because you won't have games with five discs this time around or three at least. Oh. Some, some games have three discs these days, I guess. Um, but but the drive will also double as a 4K Blu ray drive. Okay, cool. So, I don't know. Yeah, that's, I don't know if they're actually Blu ray discs or if they're some proprietary format, but they're, they're bigger this time around, which is good. And then uh, they kind of ended the interview by reassuring us that. Death Stranding. No, no, not exactly. Death Stranding, Uh The Last of Us 2, and Ghost of Tsushima are all still coming to PS4. Gotcha. Which is, uh, I guess, just throwing a bone to PS4 users. None of those games
1: are even, they're coming out all this year. Well, maybe not for Ghosts, but.
2: They just don't want people to be worried that there's nothing else planned for PS4, I guess, before PS5 hits. PS5 isn't coming out until next year. Right. So we need PS4 games. Yeah. Because you could look at this interview and be like, well, the PS5 is around the corner. Uh, Why would I even bother with my PS4 anymore? Or why would I buy a PS4 for the next year? Yeah. Because when you announce a new piece of hardware, a lot of people don't want to buy your old hardware anymore. They want to wait for the new stuff. So I guess they're kind of curbing that a little bit. But these are all games that have been announced for years
1: now. Yeah, and they're all games that are relatively coming out soon. Right.
2: And they'll probably, in in all honesty, get PS5 versions as well. So you'll probably see all these games come, come out on both. Yeah but it does kind of look like PS4's final year here is going to be pretty sparse, don't you think?
1: Mm, we'll see. I mean,
2: w- I, they have Death Stranding this year, but uh-huh. what else have they had this year that's been remarkable? Was Spider-Man earlier this year or was that last year? It was this year, I think. Okay, but I mean, for a whole year... No, to have, like, it
1: wasn't this year. Was to have just
2: year. a handful of big games come out? Yeah. That's kind of crazy to me. Yeah. I know it's the tail end of the life cycle, but you still need to support your hardware plus they have 90 million something like that ps4s out there sell games to these people so they could you know give you money for your
1: i mean think of it this way it's like um nintendo's pretty good at that when the wii came out and like twilight princess came out they made a gamecube version and a wii version
2: right that's true
1: so um i'm sure those they'll do the same thing well for a while they'll make games for um their older console like They'll yeah. make two different versions, but...
2: Yeah. I hope this means we're looking at a killer launch for PS5.
1: Like, Don't hold it, your breath.
2: sounds like all their studios are preoccupied with PS5 right now because yeah. there's not much in the pipeline for PS4 for its final year. But we'll see. That's all subject
1: to change, We I guess. will see. Yep. That's enough PlayStation talk. Yep. Let's yep. move on. That was here. a mouthful.
2: Yeah. What do you want to talk about, man?
1: I want to talk about... I want something
2: you want to talk about oh. so that you can... Uh, banter for a little bit. Thanks, man. Yeah, because I feel like I'm talking too much.
1: Um, I mean, pfft. I want to talk about the studio behind Mario and Luigi games. Close. Do you? Ugh. are you a fan of these this yes. series? These yes. games. I love. Uh, probably some of my favorite games on the DS were the Mario and Luigi games. What would you
2: say is the best in this series?
1: A there's, Mario g- Luigi? Yeah,
2: there's been like six, some seven of them, something like
1: um, that. Um, probably. I really, really like the first one. The first one holds a special place in my heart. That was uh, a superstar, uh, superstar saga. saga That's Game yeah. Boy Advance, right? That was a Game Boy Advance game. It was it was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dialogue was funny. It, it felt like a true like uh, successor to uh, Mario RPG. Okay, so, less
2: so than Paper Mario.
1: Um, yeah, it it didn't feel like a paper, there was never a point where I felt like it was a paper Mario game. Other than the fact that they're both paper, er, or Mario RPGs. Yep. Yep. Okay.
2: So So this, this series you think kind of picked up where Mario RPG left off. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm kind of bummed that it's, it's closed. It's unfortunate. So the studio is called Alpha Dream. Uh Uh-huh. And they've been around for 19 years. Yeah, that that's crazy. probably about coincides with when that first game came out, or a little before that. Mm. But yeah, they, they just filed for bankruptcy, and they're going
1: to be closing their doors. Which is weird. A little bit, yeah. Like, I mean, They made think, very successful games for Nintendo. Think about the last five years of this studio, though. Uh-huh.
2: So their last proper game was a 3DS game. It was um, Mario & Luigi Paper Jam, yeah. which kind of combined the Mario & Luigi series and Paper Mario series. I didn't play it. Did you play that one?
1: Uh, I didn't play Paper Jam,
2: it, it seemed cool, but um, their last few games have had weird like battle systems and stuff like that. Yeah. Same with the Paper Mario series. You have like card-based battles, and they weren't just kind of straightforward, pure
1: RPG experiences. They I don't think they did something. Paper Mario, though. They what? They didn't do Paper Mario, though. No, they didn't. You're right. Yeah. But
2: I, I kind of just equate those two series oh, because okay. of what they both set out to do. Yeah. Um, and then after that, they released a couple remasters of old Mario and Luigi games mm-hmm. on 3DS. And that's about all they've done in the yeah. past five
1: years. Bummer.
2: So I guess it's not crazy to think that just because they're recent releasing remasters that they're not really raking in the cash. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: They should have made some for Switch.
2: Uh, well, should have. The Switch isn't, hasn't been around that long, I guess. But yeah, maybe like the first... Those those couple remasters of the first game should have been Switch games instead yeah. of three DS games.
1: Or at least both. Yeah.
2: But you can't really release a game with assets from Game Boy Advance on Switch unless you put a lot of work into it. <sighs> You'd have
1: to do a full remaster with, of the game. Right.
2: Where where with three DS you can kind of probably just clean it up a little bit and yeah. repackage it.
1: Yahoo Japan reports that the that the move is due to four point three million in debt. Yeah. In development cons and slowing revenue. So, yeah,
2: they're not making as much. Games cost more to make these days, and they were sitting on a pile of debt because they haven't... I guess they just haven't really been selling like they used to. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. It is. It's a cool series. It's a beloved series. And Nintendo will no doubt continue with uh, the idea of Mario and RPGs. Mm -hmm. Who knows what that looks like next? Because... The Paper Mario series has slowed down dramatically <sighs> I too. I know. So what is next for the Mario RPG franchise? After
1: Thousand-Year Doors, the game just got so bad in my opinion. So they opinion. only made two good ones yeah. essentially is what we're saying. Yeah. Well, Paper Mario, um, yeah. there
2: was also Super Paper Mario, which wasn't really an RPG. It was no. kind of a it was like an adventure
1: side-scrolling game. game. They didn't do a turn-based battle. Like I feel that was half the fun of Paper Mario was the whole turn-based. Um yeah strategy yep. of the game. Agreed. It I'm not I'm not someone who likes turn-based strategy much, but Paper Mario did it so well. And they also did the timing thing, which I don't know if other games, if they got that from
2: another game or if mm-hmm. they invented it, where right when you Are do about an to attack, hit, you push eat, a button or eat. defend, and, and it ramps up your attack or your defense. Yeah. It made it feel less like just menu-based and a little more action-based, mm-hmm. which was a novel idea. So I, I guess the biggest takeaway from this is what's next for mario rpgs i don't know i bet mm-hmm. no i don't bet but okay. i i wish you're gonna and I put hope money on it i would love it if uh, m- if nintendo just straight up teamed up with square enix again yeah and made a new mario rpg yeah because they only did it once and it was awesome and everybody loved it do
1: you remember um, imagine what they could do on the switch i know right it'd be so great i don't know if you ever saw the photos of um they had like mario in the kingdom hearts uh universe yeah so like showed him with like a keyblade and stuff like that oh, that's and funny he, yeah he had this whole redesign it was really cool it was really well done yeah it was something that like you could truly believe would be in the kingdom hearts universe um i mean it, it almost justifies its own f-
2: series though yeah like because there's, there's so many different kingdoms and well the mushroom kingdom has so many different cool areas and ideas and uh, characters and monsters and stuff yeah. you could fill its own game with that yeah. or how about a game where it starts in the mushroom kingdom and like kingdom hearts mario's visiting all the other <laughs> nintendo franchises so mario mario goes
1: to hyrule oh that would be a lot of fun mario's boxing with but, little mac um, unfortunately <laughs> how cool would that be i don't think that'll ever happen I, we've gotten
2: we've gotten lots of weird crossover like, yeah. i mean smash bros is the embodiment of that just bringing series together that's true something like that would be you cool want to It'll be really cool what's the point in fantasizing about this it's never gonna happen yeah it sounds cool though. you
1: know it would be really cool what is a true banjo kazooie <laughs> why do you always talk about it because i love banjo you a fan i am a huge fan <laughs> i'm i'm a fan to the point where i'd probably get a tattoo of okay i yeah. think i might actually, next someday. next on the list you're
2: still working on one right now though. yeah
1: right? my i'm working on my my thigh right now how many <laughs> how many more uh visits is that gonna take um hopefully one more okay gotcha yeah that's cool not that i don't love going multiple times to my tattoo artist but sounds... i like being one and done with tattoos and this one is definitely not well, then why do you get
2: massive detailed tattoos because
1: i love them oh, okay. okay look you can't have it both ways though, i'm <laughs> not i'm not a person to get little dinky things just tattooed all over my body that sure it just takes up space yeah So I don't know anything about tattoos. No,
2: but you got some cool ones.
1: Yeah. Thanks man. Anyway, we'll we'll move on. There's nothing important about that. All right. Um, what do you want to talk about? Hey, hey. speaking of Nintendo, yeah,
2: we got (gasps) a hit me with it. Is it time? I need a soundbite. Oh, I (laughs) thought we were going
1: to go with the depressing news first, but we can do that.
2: Should we? Let's do that first and then we'll pick it back up. Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. So John Kirby, who is the namesake of Of the character Kirby, Kirby, passed away this week. Yeah. Yeah. Bummer. Um, so he's notable not just for being the Kirby namesake. He actually earned that that uh, honor by um, something that happened with the company a long time ago. He used to be an attorney that represented Nintendo mm-hmm. back in the 80s. And uh, at one point after Donkey Kong released, Universal um, sued Nintendo or tried to sue Nintendo for King over Kong. IP rights. Yeah. For Donkey Kong, yeah, because they said it was too similar to King, King Kong, Kong, their character, King wow, Kong.
1: Wow, man. What a, a giant gorilla? Right. Weird.
2: And, well, and the name, obviously, Kong. I don't really know where Kong comes from. It's just a made-up word, right? And they, but they both used it. So apparently Universal didn't like that, and they sued Nintendo over it. And so John Kirby was the attorney, attorney that was famous, for, famous uh, for, <laughs> for defending Nintendo against that lawsuit mm-hmm. and winning. So, he he successfully defended the Donkey Kong name, which, if it had gone any other way, we wouldn't have that character today.
1: Wow. Yeah.
2: That's crazy. I know. So, yeah, he passed away this week, and he's he's kind of a cool uh, part of Nintendo's history. Yeah. And I'm sure he had a lot of other uh, career success. We just kind of know him in this light, though.
1: Yeah. He's
2: a big deal to Nintendo, so... Mm -hmm. Kirby, did you know this before this this I did, article yes. came to light? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: I knew Kirby was named off of one of their attorneys, but I just couldn't remember his first name. Yeah, I just knew his last name was Kirby. Yeah. So, what the, what a funny like. There's a lot of examples
2: of that where characters from Nintendo's past are named after uh, people, real people mm-hmm. that like not who? even directly worked for the company, like Mario. Oh. I believe was named after uh, like the landlord of the warehouse they operated out of <laughs> n- in near Seattle. Nice. Yeah, I know. It's kind of wow. kind of random and bizarre. The more you know. I guess don't quote me on that, but I'm it's, it's something you. like I'm that. I'm curr- quoting <laughs> I'm currently quoting you. I should know my Nintendo history better than that. You shouldn't should. I? Unacceptable. Yeah. So yeah, a little bit of sad news. Sorry. Yep. But but let's, let's let's get into
1: some happy news. Let's bring
2: it back up again. <laughs> are you are you ready? Yeah. Hit it's me hot. with it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love these things. It's time for this week's Reggie Watch. Watch, 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 watch. I almost fell out of my chair. I know. I I saw it. I saw it. You assaulted me with your (laughs) words. (laughs) I mean, I couldn't go Superham because it wasn't a double Reggie watch. That's true. you got to reserve it a little bit for that. For a double Reggie watch or the big one. But this is a single Reggie watch, which is not just as... It's a pretty pretty significant Reggie watch. Yeah, this is big. Yeah. This is cool. Hit me with it. So, Mr. Reggie fils Yes. The man, the myth. The legend. The legend.
2: He was awarded with the Walter Day Lifetime Achievement Award from the International Video Game Hall of Fame yes. this week. So yes, he was um <clears throat> he recorded a little acceptance speech that went along with this uh, award. And it's it's nice, it's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um he uh he thanked everybody for the award. He kind of shared the praise a little bit, talked about how couldn't have done it without the fans, couldn't have done it without the, all the hardworking people at Nintendo. Typical mm. Reggie. <laughs> and he mentioned... Um, do you know who Isaiah Triforce Johnson is? Uh, I, Triforce is his nickname, obviously. Isaiah I, Johnson. I don't, know. Okay. So this is the guy that actually put Reggie's name up in the uh, nomination for this award. Oh, really? He's the guy that, that had the idea,
1: I suppose. Got it.
2: And so he went to um, the... Uh, the International Video Game Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. He said, Reggie's this awesome dude, and you should consider him for this
1: award. (laughs) (laughs) And then they're like, oh, who's Reggie? (laughs) So because
2: of that, uh, Reggie name-dropped him specifically. And uh, the other place you might know his name from or know his face from is uh, he... He was at every single... And you'll know him when I say this. He was at every single hardware launch in Nintendo's history. So like at the Nintendo World Store, when when they were first selling the DS, 3DS, Wii, Wii U, all of them, he was the first one in line. He would wait days on end to be the first one in line. (sighs) And Reggie was always there and he oh. would sell the first system in person in, in person to the first person in line. Wow. So Reggie and Isaiah Johnson had this long-standing relationship. He he knew every time there was a hardware launch, he knew he'd, he'd go there and the this, this guy would be there and be first in line. I'm surprised. So they
1: kind of have a cool relationship. I'm surprised people like, because this is like information people knew. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised people didn't try and beat him to like be the first person. Oh, yeah, probably.
2: Yeah. It, even if you showed up first and then he showed up I, th- I feel like you'd give him first spot <laughs> no because
1: he's a legend man. <laughs> no i wouldn't i'd be like wow
2: sucks to suck and he probably he probably got there like days maybe a week early in some cases oh, to make sure he was God. the guy but look where it got him it, yeah. it got him reggie's it got him a name and,
1: drop in the <laughs> right exactly exactly <laughs> that's that's and, cool though i
2: mean reggie talked about him like they had interacted many times and mm. they were good friends oh, so. I'm sure they that's, did that's cool yeah So, uh, the award, which was previously presented to creators like Steve Wozniak and David Crane. Mm -hmm. Do you know these guys?
1: I know Steve Wozniak. Okay. He was the co-founder of Apple. Okay, gotcha. Yep.
2: And then David Crane was the creator of some amazing games like Pitfall on the Atari 2600 yes. and uh, A Boy and His Blob on NES, which is fantastic. So the award is named after Walter Day, and he's the founder of a company called Twin Galaxies, which yep. you may be familiar with. Yep. They're kind of a rec- record-keeping company yeah, they in were the gaming the first, industry. they
1: were the first like record-keeping company. There's controversy about them specifically and like, yeah. some of their judges with... like. Uh, um records for uh the guy who uh Billy Mitchell. Yeah, Billy Mitchell yep. is one of them and then um B- was Billy Mitchell was he the uh was he the Pac-Man guy? No, Billy Mitchell's Donkey Kong. Yes, Donkey Kong. Yeah. So Donkey Kong and then the guy who did the dragster race. I don't remember his name either. Don't know. Yeah. He yeah. Basically these two guys are pretty infamous for quote unquote Submitting records. Submitting records and yeah. having them be approved by some Twin Galaxy Well, people. and if you
2: think about it, back then in the 80s and 90s... There uh, was no um, other way. Submission records were like... Or submitting to these records were like taking a, a camcorder video of yourself playing the game and then mailing it in. Yeah. Because there was no other way to verify this stuff yeah. other than in-person meetups, but... Uh, they, they couldn't always do that, obviously. So yeah. they had to get creative with how they verified these records. If you're doing that for long enough, there's gonna be drama associated with it and you're gonna get called out on stuff. Yeah. But all in all, I think this is a company that people respect and oh, it's absolutely. very reputable. Absolutely. And uh, I don't mean to
1: bash their name. And there's I'm a reason this,
2: this there's a reason this award is named after the founder of that company. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So then, at the end, they also uh, release a little video montage that celebrates Reggie, Reggie's career, nice. his history in Did the industry. Did they show her Pizza Hut? Uh, the funny thing about this video, though, is like ninety percent of it was clips from Nintendo Directs. Oh, really? And, and like little skits that they've done. Nice. Which I think is perfect because yeah. that's that's who Reggie is, yeah. and that's that's, that's Did they why show people the love him. Of course, of yeah. Of course. Obviously. Yeah, they have to. Yeah. They, they showed so many great clips. And actually, it's worth watching just for that, because it'll take you back to so many hilarious moments from, okay. from the history of those videos. Back when... We got a lot of Nintendo Directs and they were all like, they all had humor and skits and stuff in them. Nowadays, I still love watching them, but yeah. they're, they're kind of all business. Yeah.
1: It's all just video game games announcements. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately. They're,
2: they're missing that element of just playful fun.
1: I mean, when you got like Reggie Iwata and uh, Shigeru Miyamoto, like you knew it was going to be gold. Yeah, for sure. Like the whole robot chicken one was probably one of my favorite skits they've ever did. Yeah. They had this whole like they had the guys from Robot Chicken like Claymate every like Reggie uh giving a speech at uh, a panel right? and then like fans being like where's mother 3. That was fun. <laughs> my my
2: personal favorite is the Regenerator the Mega 64 directed video. Yeah, that one is video. great.
1: Just so much fun. They worked
2: with a lot of cool people. They did. Didn't they? Absolutely, cuz they're 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 playful. They're willing to just have fun and
1: not be too self-serious, which it, I like. Exactly. Well, <laughs> hey Reggie, if you're listening, congratulations! Yeah, congrats! That's awesome. On the, the highest of honors. Yep. You, there's no one who is more deserving than you. Agreed. In my opinion, absolutely. Well so, said. Thank you. That's good. Thank you. So, yeah. if you ever want to be on the show, you just let us know. Oh yeah. Okay, we'll tweet that. Yeah.
2: Don't forget to add that every time yeah. we bring up. <laughs> I'm Reggie. going to. I'm I going, know you going are. to say it
1: every single time. Good. Someday, because I forget. <laughs> someday, somehow, some way. Yep. He will be in the studio, sitting on that gross couch over there. Maybe even sitting in your chair Can almost imagine. We'd give him this chair. Absolutely, sure. we'd have. To. This is kind of the the chair. Yeah, that's the that's the mainstay. Yep. I mean, when I had an interview, I made him sit in that chair. But whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I probably should have let him sit in my chair, but you probably should. That was back been. in the day. We'll, really we won't thinking. talk about that. Whatever. No. But hey, Reggie, we appreciate you. Yep. You're a great guy. Yep. And this has been. Your Reggie, watch, watch, watch. Nicely done, sir. You're welcome. Thanks for that. My dad listened to an episode that we had already Uh watched. He's like, I see you found the Reaver. Oh, got it. That's funny. I am like, yeah, I did. Was he also like, why do you talk about this Reggie guy so much? (laughs) I mean, basically. Yeah, that's funny. My mom listens to the podcast. Oh, good. She said she loves it. That's great. She said she's never. And
2: it's not just because she has to say that. No,
1: no, no. She's legitimate. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, cool. Sorry. So we
2: got a few listeners out there.
1: <laughs> My mom. <laughs> yep. that's great. And then your mom. Yeah, yeah. of course. Cool. Every week. What is... <laughs> great. All right. Um, awesome. Good talk. Hey. Hey. I've
2: been playing a game. <gasps> what have you been playing? Do you want to hear about it? Yeah. Because I'm really digging it. Please. That's exciting. Please tell me. We can take a break from this list. Yeah, let's do that. Kay. I picked up... Oh, I don't even know the full title. Oh. Dragon Quest XI uh-huh. S yes. Echoes of an Elusive Age Definitive Edition. <laughs> Sorry, could you say that one more time? Dragon Quest S uh-huh. uh-huh. S Echoes of an Elusive Age Definitive Edition.
1: Wow, that's a mouthful. It's great. That's a, at least a four syllable word. At, at least. At least. Get, get counting again because okay. there's a few more <laughs> of <Okay>, that. Cool. <laughs>
2: Uh, so this game is it's Dragon Quest XI. It's the one of the longest running RPG series out there, mm-hmm. uh, one of the most beloved, at least in Japan. And XI's um, latest entry, it came out on PlayStation Four and I believe PC in 2017, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And the Switch, oh, it, it also came out on 3DS back then. And the Switch version just launched this last week here in the states. Okay, I think it came out internationally actually. And I'm just absolutely loving it, man. It, it really takes me back to a time when JRPGs weren't overly... The story is overly complex, but the systems weren't overly complex. It was just really refined and uh, well-balanced turn-based battles. A great uh, anime RPG-style story. Mm-hmm. And it's just such a clean, pure RPG experience that I haven't had in a long time. I compare it to series like Final Fantasy these days, which is probably the second longest-running JRPG in history. Yeah. And that series has just changed so much, so dramatically over the years. And it's almost unrecognizable from what we were playing 20, 30 years ago. Is it
1: like a 3D... um, What's the word looking for? Like... uh is it like a 2D type thing or is it a 3D? It's both, actually. Okay, so it's just like the new game.
2: Yeah, it's it's the same as the... Have you seen any footage of the one that came out on PS4 Mm-mm. a couple of years ago? No, I haven't. Yeah, I mean, it's a fully 3D animated world. And then um, you can also play the entirety of the game in 2D, like 16-bit. Actually, closer to 8-bit okay. art style, top-down. Uh, I, that's more of a novelty. I haven't really messed around with it a ton. Okay, but can you just
1: like switch it seamlessly? Like you from... can. That would have
2: been kind of cool. Yeah. You actually have to create a second save file though and play. Oh, because it's what? it's really dramatically different. I, you'd see why if you played it. Okay. Why you couldn't just directly convert between the two? Yeah, because the the quote unquote open world spaces in the three D version are just massive, wide open, rolling hills and tons of foliage and and you know structures all over the place so they
1: have to like really and then the
2: 2d version looks like a, a nintendo or super nintendo game got so it. it's a lot more condensed and uh you know a lot less detail obviously in mm. the design of the world the layout of the world got it so and that's an understandable trade-off but it, again it's more of a novelty you'll, you'll be playing most of the game in 3d anyway so yeah. it's, it's kind of a moot point so you can play the whole game in 3d and then replay it in 2d yeah exactly so it's a huge game, a very long game. As you know, you've played JRPGs in the past. We mm. talk about Star Ocean till the end of time, uh, the time. Such a good game. But uh, in typical old school JRPG fashion, I, I was at like the 25-hour mark. That's mm-hmm. a lo- I played that in about a week. That's a lot for me. So yeah. I'm really I'm really sinking my teeth into this game. I guess so. But after about a week, I'm at the 25-hour mark. And I kind of felt like the plot that I was working on, the story that was being told to me, was kind of coming to a climax. Mm-hmm. Like I was getting toward the end. And then, of course, something, <clears throat> something major, something catastrophic, something huge happened, and it completely changed my perspective of this game and is, where it was going it and how much thing? I thought was left. It is a good thing, because uh-huh. I thought I was uh, kind of wrapping things up, but uh-huh. now I realize I've barely scratched the surface. It's Ooh. that kind of thing. So there's a lot of game left there, from what I can tell.
1: I mean, that's kind of the thing with uh, RPGs. Is that's they how they do, do that.
2: that. That's how they do that. I like it when that happens. Sorry. I didn't mean to That's okay. I'm not bored. It's boring. early. It's yeah, early.
1: It is. I, um, are you done? No, no. Um, one of the high, I'll, I'll just give you a little more. Yeah.
2: One of the highlights of this game is the story and the characters, and that's always been true of Dragon Quest. Yeah. They, they create a world that's very charming mm-hmm. and inviting and homey, but it still has like an intense, dire story going on. There's still catastrophic things happening and there's still a lot to be sad about, but the world is always so inviting. I, I That's hard to do, I think, mm-hmm. because look at most games that come out today, everything's so dark and bleak and ugly, you yeah. know? But this game, it, it walks the line and it gives you a bit of both. Part of that is thanks to the art, which you know is by Akira Toriyama, mm-hmm. and um, all the characters just have such vibrancy and, and lifelike personality and they're all you know exaggerated features and it, they, they just look like characters you want to spend time with mm. so so much about the game just draws you in and makes you want to play more and then there's a really good story in there too okay. which makes you want to stick around i've never Here's, played
1: any dragon quest games so okay if, if i was to pick one up would you say this pick is a this is up? great place to
2: start okay. yeah it's a great place to jump in um a note on the story somebody in an article i read somewhere i think it was a review uh compared the way this story is told to an anime and they said it's like um i I, hear that a lot they said it's like an anime with like 10 seasons and each season has a cool fun interesting story arc but then there's also kind of big overarching story that takes place across all of the seasons yeah i think that's a really apt comparison because any one of the you know the isolated quests that you go on in this could be an episode from an anime and uh, because of the art style because of The good voice acting, it it really plays out almost like watching an anime at times. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think that's a cool way to approach a story. Oftentimes, side quests and stuff just get lost in the shuffle because it's just, you know, more mundane stuff that you're doing. Yeah. But because. Go kill this. Yeah. Come back with this. Because they're all personified with like interesting characters and cool writing and cool dialogue. They feel like you're playing through episodes of an anime. Hmm. So if you're an anime fan, you can almost enjoy the game just on those merits, even apart from the JRPG
1: stuff. And it's it's made by the same art director who did like Dragon Ball Z and stuff. That's right. right. Yeah, yeah. That's a Toriyama. Cool. Yeah.
2: Awesome. So I, I highly recommend it. It's a really fun game. Yeah, it's definitely I'm a game that a like
1: I should Definitely check out. Um, mm-hmm. I've never played any Dragon Quest games ever. Yeah. So I
2: highly, rec- highly recommend it. You're an anime fan? I like Animus. Yeah, you yeah, do. Of they're course. like my favorite kind you'll, of You like RPGs?
1: I do, though. I enjoy those as well. You like
2: uh, spending 80 hours with a game? Oh,
1: God. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I do. See? You could bust through that. Man, you sound like a car salesman right now. Oh, I'm sorry, man. Do you like 80 hours of gameplay? Do you like Animu? <laughs> well, I got the game for you. <laughs> that what I sound like? Yeah, that's what you sound like. <laughs> okay. I use car I'm like. in the
2: wrong business, man man i know In the right industry
1: yeah let me think i'm still playing borderlands <laughs> still huh? Still still, yeah. yeah i
2: keep thinking hey should i ask scott what he's been playing but i know the answer to uh, that uh
1: there's a couple games i i have been trying to uh um check out uh i know hades is coming to early access on steam here relatively soon wait coming out of early access no coming to like sorry. oh it's Go, going to early access on steam
2: yeah where has it been available up to this epic point? Games. it's an epic exclusive yeah, it's okay, an epic it. exclusive
1: right now and now's um, probably
2: a good time to jump in because there's they've added lots and lots of content since yes. it first went into early Which Access. I
1: played it packed it's a lot of fun yeah, it looks cool um and then there's this other one uh, let me pull it up here Hang okay on. do it do it too it. it's a game that I've been nope not this one it's a game that I have been uh kind of looking at a lot on um on Steam. Steam. Yes. Sorry. I'm tr- Spit it out. I'm trying to find it, but <laughs> okay. they don't show any pictures. I only know by the picture. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> it reminds me a lot of... Uh, what should we call it? Um, Candy bars? Weird. No. no. <laughs> it reminds me a lot about um, Shantae, Half-Genie Hero. Oh. So it's kind of a side-scrolling game. Um, oh, here it is. Just buy it, man. I know. I really should. Uh, it's it's called... Uh, Indivisible. Oh, okay. And it's a hand-drawn RPG platformer from Lab Studios. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, they created Skullgirls. So oh, So it's okay. from the same people who created uh, Skullgirls. Um and it's about uh, a fearless girl with a rebellious streak who sets out on a quest to save everything she knows from being destroyed. Kay. So basically, you know, typical RPG tropes. But how
2: did this come to your attention? That's so I, random.
1: I literally okay, so just s- browsing Steam or something. Yeah, yeah, sometimes I just browse Steam and I'll look at things that are like um, coming soon or things that are on sale and i'll just i'll just look at it but it looks super super cool there's an obscene number of games on steam Oh, how my do you just God. browse
2: steam you look at top
1: lists i suppose yeah right? i'm looking at like top lists and stuff but the game is like beautiful and okay. it's uh it's kind of like a turn based it's so hard to explain without playing it and like explaining it to someone um i'm thinking child of light does it, it Is that an apt comparison?
2: I don't know what Child of Light is. It's a Ubisoft game that was like part side-scroller, part JRPG, turn-based RPG.
1: I don't know And it had a unique art
2: style. Never heard of that before. Well then, I guess that comparison doesn't work, does it?
1: But yeah, this game looks just like Shantae. Um, Not looks like, but same same art style. Um, Cool. But instead of being like combat where you just do it, it's like... Uh, a turn-based combat, but it also gives you kind of like flow of your characters, like Star Ocean Till the End of Time did. Yeah, that's like the game that I compare everything to. Star Ocean Till the End of Time. <laughs> Why do we do that? I don't know. It's just a touch. But I stone. should just buy it and play it because I love Borderlands and I'm still having a ton of fun with Borderlands. But yeah. I wanna, I wanna play something new to talk to you guys about. You so. should. Thank you. Yep. Hey. Hey, man. We're gonna relatively quickly on the end of the game. Okay, So let's talk about... The end of the game? The end the of the end show? Of the, <laughs> we should just say the end of the game. Life's a game, you know. We should just <laughs> say the end of the game. Right. So we could uh, banter on for about eight minutes, or we can talk about um, everyone's favorite subject. Which is what? Class Where's action lawsuits. Oh, gosh. <laughs> do we have to? I mean, we don't have to. We no, could, let's do it. We can talk about Monster Hunter. This
2: is something that is worth mentioning because it's okay. kind of
1: big and it affects the industry. Yeah. Or it has the potential to affect the industry. Okay, well, make it a TLDR.
2: And it's about Fortnite, so everybody's going to want to hear yeah, about it. Yeah, everyone <laughs> wants to know. Because, you know, the world's most popular game. <laughs> when you talk about Fortnite... So, I'll, I'll run through the bullet points, and you can give me some feedback on what you think of all this. Because it's a weird story. Okay. So, Canadian law firm CalEx Legal mm. is opening a class-action lawsuit against Epic on behalf of the parents of two kids <sighs> that they say have become addicted to Fortnite. Okay.
1: <laughs> it's already rubbed you the wrong I'm way, I'm right? already annoyed with this story.
2: <laughs> so, here's what the suit claims. They okay. say that Epic uh, knowingly worked with psychologists... <sighs> To make Fortnite as <laughs> addictive as possible. To be as predatory and addictive as possible.
1: <laughs> oh my god. What's so
2: funny? <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm so mad right now. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> that comes from a, uh, I guess there was a, a psychologist or a, somebody who had a psychology degree on the Fortnite team. And they went and kind of wrote an article about their time on the Fortnite team mm-hmm. and what what they help to do wh- when they work for the company, yeah, and they made so,
1: malicious malicious game software so th- that'll make their kids addicted to it.
2: Yeah, I mean, for to some extent, I'm sure that they they studied what is appealing to people as players. Yeah, that's called like focus testing right it's yeah. a thing that happens yeah so that might be a little bit of a dramatic claim that psychologists are working to make this game predatory but that's what the lawsuit alleges my kid won't
1: stop playing Fortnite. <laughs> maybe it's because you're a bad parent and you don't know how to limit your here's a, game time i
2: thought we were going to give the commentary at the end but you're just jumping. no right i'm in. going right in <laughs> yeah good call uh here's here's a quote from the suit that's being filed the defendants knowingly and voluntarily decided not to disclose to users the risks and dangers associated with Fortnite, choosing instead to deny the addictive aspect of the product. So they're basically saying, yeah, the lawsuit's basically saying, and the parents are basically saying that we would have parented a better if the company told us that we should should watch our kids when they're playing this game what they they wanted they wanted epic essentially to be the ones to say that to give them a warning to say that you should oh, limit your kids time in the with this dark game.
1: ages <laughs> do they know how
2: video games work they're they're supposed to be fun they're supposed to be compelling yeah right?
1: you know there's other games out there besides fortnite right like yeah geez. it's funny they
2: they i mean pe- people just want companies they want uh Government agencies.
1: Hey, you want to do their know? parenting for yeah, them? Yeah, I was gonna basically. say. Hey, you want to know how to be better parents? Being better parents. Pay attention to what your kids are doing. Pay attention yeah. to how much of it they're doing. I'm not doing. even a parent, and I, I can take care of kids better. And you're all riled up about it. I'm. I, I love this.
2: So here's what these parents are you asking. You put this for. on here just for me, didn't you? No, I've had some good conversations over the past week with a few different people, okay. parents and non-parents, about this this story. Yeah, and. Your reaction is essentially what I've gotten from everybody. <laughs> it was my reaction, too. It's it, it's insane.
1: Yeah. And it really You're just feels dad. like... Yeah. Like, I'm sure if your kids were playing Fortnite, you would limit their time playing Absolutely. Fortnite. And and yeah, uh, I guess some of the
2: articles talked about how maybe the fallout would be worse taking it away from them than it would just letting them have their time with it. Mm. But that's part of parenting. Yeah. You
1: have to say wow. no sometimes. What a What a hard decision it could be. Yeah. And, yeah, they're going to throw a fit at times, but that's part of parenting. Yeah, that is
2: li- <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: I mean, I was always told if you're a parent, you're, your job isn't to be your kid's best friend. Right. You're supposed to lead them and guide it's them. It's
2: cool if when they get older, if you can end in that that yeah, position absolutely. where you're good friends. But that your role as a parent when they're young is to protect them from things exactly. and look out for them. It's pretty simple. Yeah. So here's what the parents want. Here's what the parents are seeking from this lawsuit. Okay. They want restitution from damages, uh-huh. which is pretty vague and has yet to be determined, because uh-huh. they're probably going to claim all this psychological trauma and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Um, they want a fine on Epic Games for what they have done, <laughs> and. They want a refund of their children's in-game expenses. Apparently, these two kids, they're 10 and 15 years old, uh-huh. have spent about $750 <laughs> U.S. Dollars
1: uh, well, on Fortnite. I can't be too it's upset. It's conceivable, I guess, i right? spent way more money on Dota 2. Okay, there but you go. But then again, I have a job in my own money that I can make stupid right. purchases with. And
2: I mean, the parents had to have known these kids were making these purchases. If not, wow, you're really not paying attention. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, apparently, there is something in Fortnite's EULA uh, about... Um, uh, it. It's essentially a waiver for Class Ashken lawsuit. So yeah. it says, by playing this game, you agree to not sue us, essentially. But um, apparently, this Canadian law firm and their province has, has found a, a loophole. A loophole. Yeah. Something that makes that null and void. Or well. so they claim. They're going to have to prove that in court, obviously. but. <sighs> It's crazy, isn't it? What a great story to
1: end on. I know. I'm angry now. It got y'all fired up. Yeah, it did. Have you
2: have you read about this throughout the week, or is this the first time you're hearing about it? I'm I'm glad we got your like unbridled reaction to it. I'm so it's really absurd. Like even okay, even if everything they said was true, even if even if they did work with psychologists to try to make this game as predatory as possible. No one would do that though. But I know, but even if they did, uh It's still your responsibility, not this game company's responsibility, to take care to of keep your an eye children, on your kids. yeah. Pretty simple. Exactly. Except a little responsibility? The game wasn't it's meant It's not to, always easy. It's yeah. not always supposed to be
1: easy. The game was never meant for kids though. Right. It's a it's a it's a Well,
2: they they argue that because of the cartoonish art style and no. the lack of violence and stuff <laughs> and the rating Shut up. that it is more or less designed to, to be geared toward kids. I'm going to end this podcast right now. <laughs> you think it's not for kids? That no. I, I thought I might disagree it's with shoot, it's a shooter game it's like I know, PUBG but it's, it's cartoony so it looks like it looks like Team Fortress it would you let like, your
1: kids play Fortnite
2: um I I wouldn't be like adamantly opposed to it but I, I don't see why they would it's such yeah, a they uh, like better games your yeah kids they, they like, like good games your,
1: your kids like good games <laughs> it's so true.
2: Like, that's fair they'd rather play Splatoon probably than Fortnite Which is a way better game. I agree. Yeah, I think so. For sure.
1: Anyways. uh, (laughs) That
2: was a fun note to end on, huh? I know. Yeah. We'll we'll follow this and we'll see how it wraps up, how it turns out. We should talk to Zach on the... My guess. Hopefully, Zach doesn't listen to this. Yeah, he'll have feelings about it. Oh, I'd love to hear it.
1: I mean, I don't
2: see it going anywhere. Do you?
1: Who knows? Yeah, who knows? We'll see. But hey, anyways. (laughs) Hey. uh, We gotta... I I gotta wrap this up. Okay. Hey, guys. uh, Don't forget to check us out on all the social medias. uh, Check us out on... (gasps) YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Twitch. Sometimes I guess Instagram, Instagram. Uh, iTunes, Radio dot com on Fridays uh, mm-hmm. on the first broadcast station from ten to eleven, and our new place. Um, we are now hosted on Megaphones. You can find us at
2: Megaphone. Megaphone, yeah. and you'll you'll be hearing more about our partnership with um, with those guys later. HPVG podcast network. Awesome. Going forward. That's so cool. I'm so excited. We're excited about
1: it. Hopefully you guys are excited about it. We're excited about it. Absolutely. Uh, We don't have questions. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Just going to say it right now. That's fine. Um, But anyway guys thank you so much for listening. From Britain. Yep. From Zach if he was here. (laughs) That (laughs) That was was good. That was good. And I am Scott and we'll see you guys next week. Bye bye. Bye guys. The pharmacy is now closed.